Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lords of Limited. My name is Ben Warney, and joining me on the line, as always, is Ethan Sachs. Ethan, Dominary United is here. We've got preview cards to talk about. Bing, bang, boom, I'm ready to go. We just spent some time reminiscing on Alex's podcast for his 100th episode, and I just want to throw out to you, it is awesome that we have an audience that wants to listen to us talk about preview cards. So thank you to all of you listeners out there for being there for Lords of Limited and being interested in what we have to say about these cards. And speaking of reminiscing... This is a first for us as content creators or as podcasters. This is the first like return to a plane for us, right? Like from Dominaria to Dominaria United that we've had like in our lifetime of doing the podcast. Yeah, and I am stoked that Dominaria 2.0 is looking much sweeter than Dominaria 1.0, at least from the previews I've seen so far. I have high hopes. Yeah, very excited to talk about the cards. So we're here on Sunday, August 21st. We're going to be talking about every single common and uncommon that has been officially spoiled so far. If you want to hear about those flashy rares and mythics, you can go elsewhere. But here we're talking about the nitty gritty, <laughs> the commons and the uncommons, the stuff that matters to the limited players. And we have a lot of really sweet stuff to, to check out so far. So we'll look at the new mechanics, some returning mechanics, and then dive into those individual cards. Some housekeeping things to get started. First up, we got to talk about the Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Lords of Limited is where folks can go to give back to the show if they so choose. We have a lot of sweet reward tiers. You move up the ranks over there if you want to get access to the Discord. That's the base level. Everybody gets access to that. We always say it every time a new set is out. Preview season is the time to get in on the Discord. As you move up, you get access to the show in advance. If you want it on that Sunday, you can get it in your uh, in your podcast feed on Sunday, get a little early access to it. You can get access to a private section of the Discord, and you can even get access to monthly coaching sessions with me or Ben. So that's really, really cool stuff there. Um, and of course, we want to shout out our new patrons the first week that they join. So this week, we're welcoming Colin, Drew, Tim, and Anthony. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate your support. Yeah, I cannot say thank you enough. And I also cannot say thank you enough to the Discord. Honestly, like I love the Discord this time of year. I literally spent my lunch break yesterday on our Saturday practice at Marching Man, just scrolling through and reading the Dominaria United previews. The cards are all there. I mean, they're out of order, but I also get to see opinions of very good magic players about each of the cards and think about what I think about them. Discord is a great place to be on the preview season. For sure. Show is also brought to you by Channel Fireball, channelfireball.com, best place to go for anything and everything you need magic related, including TCG Player. They're kind of one and the same now, working in tandem together. So we've got Dominaria United pre-orders on the brain. So if you want to get some sealed Dominaria United product, maybe to draft with some friends, or if you're taking a leap into Commander, there's also a Dominaria Commander product as well. So in addition to that, we're going to be front-loading articles for Dominaria United on CFB Pro. Me, you, Alex, I'm sure there's going to be some pros writing as well. We're really going to try to churn out content at the beginning of the limited format to get you on track with what's good and what's going to help you win. So for any and all of that, whether it's CFB Pro or getting some Dominaria United sealed product, Please use code LOL, all caps, when you check out at Channel Fireball to let them know that we sent you over there. And one last thing I want to shout out is our new Lords of Limited newsletter, the MTG Limited Digest. Um, that is a free piece of content that we're sending out every week that's sort of a summary of the limited content from the previous week. So if you're like looking for some new podcasts, if you want to see some data from our dear friend Sirkovitz, if you want to check out some articles, all that stuff is going to be lined up for you in this email. So if you just head on over to our website, lordsoflimited.com slash contact, there's a sign up at the top of that page um, to send us your email email. It's free for you and uh, really proud of that content heading out to folks uh, each and every week. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this. Talk to me about some new mechanics for Dominaria United. New mechanics. This is my least favorite of the new mechanics, I think. But <laughs> that is because there are two other banger mechanics. But the first one up is enlist, which is a new keyword. And enlist represents an optional cost to attack. So as you attack with a creature with enlist, you can tap a different untapped creature you control that isn't attacking and doesn't have summoning sickness. And when you do, when you enlist that creature, the attacking creature that has enlist gets plus X plus O, where X is the power of the enlisted creature. And then this bonus is going to be calculated as the triggered ability resolves. So if the enlisted creature isn't on the battlefield at the time, you're going to use its power from when it was last on the battlefield. So you can't stop enlist because of the removal spell, for example. I mean, you could kill the enlisted creature, obviously, but not yeah. the creature that's being enlisted to remove the power bonus. And even something like a minus X, minus X spell, like not just a kill spell, but something that like reduces its power 
power, will it still check on the the initial activation? No, it's going to check on resolution. On resolution. I got you. Cool. So for example, here we have Yavamaya Steel Crusher, which is one in red for a 2-2 Ape Warrior. Uh, it has one Sacket to destroy target artifact, and it has Enlist. So, you know, if you attack with this and you want to beef its power up, you know, you're attacking into a 4-4 and you've got another 2-2 on the battlefield, you can tap that 2-2. Now this is a 4-2, it can attack into the 4-4. I think it'll be really interesting to see if Enlist exists on any kind of evasive threat. Ooh, yeah, that would be super powerful. Like lifelink or, you know, flying, obviously, whatever. Like keywords are going to make Enlist a lot better. Something like this, obviously it's good. Like it's all pure upside that you have this option, but on a two mana two, two, I don't know how excited I am about that. It's just a very powerful, aggressive mechanic, right? Enabling attacks for your creatures later in the game is going to be good. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that they've essentially tried to like rebrand or rework banding to a grokkable, like understandable mechanic for Dominaria United. And that seems to be what this is, right? So you've played out a 2-2 on your first few turns, whatever, and now your opponent has played a bigger blocker. Well, now you have an ability to attack into that thing. Like, yes, this will still trade with an opposing two-power creature, but possibly it'll be able to attack into, you know, something much larger. I really like that they can't do it with summoning sickness as well, right? That keeps it from being absolutely bonkers insane, right? You can't play this on two, play a three drop and then smash for four or five, you know? Right. That would speed up the right. That would increase the speed of the format astronomically, I feel like. So it definitely doesn't feel like it's going to like it's a good aggressive mechanic, but doesn't feel like it's going to warp the game, at least not yet to me. Yeah. All right, next up we have Read Ahead. I went on quite a journey with this uh, this new mechanic. So this is a mechanic on Sagas. Sagas are back. Sagas are effectively evergreen, but important to note that we did see them for the first time in Dominaria. So a Saga with Read Ahead enters the battlefield on any chapter you want, meaning it enters with that many lore counters on it. So for the card we're about to read, and in fact, all the Sagas in Dominaria United, that means it can enter with one, two, or three lore counters on it. But if you read ahead you miss some things, right? Any chapters you skip over won't trigger. So for example, we have the phasing of Zalfir, which is two blue blue for a saga at rare. First two chapters are another target non-land permanent phases out. It can't phase in for as long as you control the phasing of Zalfir. And chapter three is destroy all creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller creates a 2-2 black Phyrexian creature token. Okay, wait, I have to know what the journey you went on with Rita Head was because this like clicked with me instantly. So the journey was more about like, do I like it or not? Like I, part of the thing that I like about sagas is the sort of pacing of them. Like, I think it's interesting that you don't get the powerful thing right away that, you know, you sort of have to work up towards it. There's maybe a spot, you know, you've already gotten a little bit of value. Does your opponent want to use a disenchant effect on it? Are you trying to blink it to repeat things or whatever? But then, so I was sort of like, eh, this make this feels like it makes sagas less elegant in my mind. But then I realized okay, more choices for a card is better for better players. So I like this. Yeah, this this is great. Can you believe yeah. that there are actually monsters in the world that read ahead? Wait, what do you mean? In Like in actual physical books? Yes. I have a friend who like looks up movie summaries while she's watching a movie so she can know <laughs> what the ending is. My own mother, who I love very dearly. My mother is an amazing woman. She, when she is reading a book, reads about the first two or three chapters reads the end of the book to decide if she wants to read the middle of the book. And if she doesn't like the way the book ends, she just doesn't read the middle. Like, I cannot wrap my brain around that. that I, never, I have never <laughs> skipped ahead in a book in my entire life. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I also also do not skip ahead. All right. Next up, my favorite of the new mechanics, and I am so <laughs> excited to talk to you about this. It's just so clean, is stun yes. counters. So if a tapped permanent with a stun counter on it would become untapped, instead it stays tapped and you remove a stun counter from it. So no longer are we going to have the Frostlinks templating of like tap this thing, it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. We're going to have stun counters as an evergreen type of counter instead. Yeah, which is awesome. I honestly can't believe it has taken this long to come up with a cleaner way than just like tap that thing, it stays tapped. Because like, I mean, obviously online it's easy because the program just remembers it for you. But if you ever use this in paper, it's very easy to be like, oh, I untap the thing. Oh, whoops, sorry. Like, uh, 
not supposed to untap it, whatever. Like, this just makes it so much easier. Yeah. So if you have a single stun counter that's supposed to be removed if a permanent tries to untap for any reason, including things like its controller's untap step or a spell or ability trying to untap it, you just remove a stun counter instead. So a card we've got here is Impede Momentum. This is one in a blue for a sorcery, tap target creature, and put three stun counters on it and you scry one. Interesting. So I didn't quite put together that, you know, talking about HBG, if like Clever Conjurer existed, that it doesn't work around it, right? Clever Conjurer tries to untap the thing. All it would do would remove a stun counter. It doesn't like negate the effect of the card entirely. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I hadn't put that together. So are we going to argue about this now or are we going to argue about this in greater garbage? We need to we need to talk about let's, this. Let's argue about this later. Let's save it for greater garbage. Okay. People people are going to want to know. You got to listen. If you want to hear us go to blows over this derpy <laughs> common, <laughs> you're going to have to wait till the end of the episode, folks. We're going to turn into a couple... mystical dispute here. Put on the boxing gloves. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we've got a couple returning mechanics as well. Domain is back. It's an ability word uh, that highlights abilities that improve the more basic land type there are among lands you control so for example we have an uncommon nishaba brawler one on a green for a star three cat warrior at uncommon it has trample and as domain its power is equal to the number of basic land types among lands you control we'll talk about some domain cards a little later as well one of the things that you've noted on this fine sunday morning is that we have not seen any mana fixing yet, which for how much, you know, multicolored kicker effects we're going to see for domain existing, I have to imagine we're at least going to see like an evolving wilds variant of some kind. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that domain exists as a mechanic in this format spells great things for the depth of this format, as well as our next mechanic kicker, which is an optional additional cost that you can pay as you cast a spell. If you pay the kicker cost along with the spell's other cost, the spell is kicked and the spell will tell you exactly what that means. So kicker just lets you spend more mana to get more sweet stuff. But the twist on kicker seems to be in this version of Dominaria. The kicker is all off color, which also plays directly into domain as well, right? You're already incentivized to play more colors. So yeah. we've got a card here, Banalish Sleeper, which is one and a white for a 3-1 with kicker black. And when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, each player sacrifices a creature. So if you want to play this as a white, you know, two mana, three one, which we've all been there before. Great. And if you happen to have access to black mana as well, you get some more modality on this card. Yeah, it's Fleshbag Marauder effectively for three mana, three one. Each player sacks a thing, which is awesome. That kind of modality is great. Like neither of those cards are particularly exciting, right? A two mana, three one or the three mana, three one. Each player sacks a thing. But access to both is quite powerful. Yeah, and I just think this format is looking super deep based on all these off-color kicker cards, the fact that there's going to be domain running around. That means there is going to be some sort of a multicolor control deck, I would have to assume. Mm -hmm. And then Enlist as a good aggressive mechanic. Like, we're getting all the pieces of a really good format here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm so nervous. It feels like everybody's excited about this format so far. <laughs> and I think that just I'm just like ready for the other shoe to drop. Um, but so far, it's looking pretty sweet. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and we'll be back to talk about specific individual cards. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. As a listener of this podcast, you're no stranger to investing time into the things that matter most to you. Hobbies like magic are a great way to support an active and healthy brain. Taking care of your mind can be done in all sorts of ways, like using BetterHelp online therapy. Therapy is a great resource for the big hurdles in your personal life, like a breakup or struggling at work. But you don't have to wait for something big like that to come along to give therapy a shot. We think about our physical health on a daily basis and our mental health should be no different. BetterHelp provides online therapy through a number of mediums, video, phone, and even live chat-only sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's affordable, so you'll be doing right by your mind and your wallet at the same time. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, and our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Lords. That's BetterHelp.com Lords. And now, back to the show. All right, Ben, first up here, let's take a look at Four of the gold signposts on commons have been previewed so far. What do we got first up? We've got one of my faves. Raph is back. We've got Raph Weatherlight Stalwart, which is blue white for a 1-3 human wizard and says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may tap two untapped creatures you control. If you do draw a card and then it has the activated ability, three white white creatures you control get plus one plus one and gain vigilance until end of turn. Worth noting, you can use that on offense or defense. Ah, uh, yes, this is not Steadfast Unicorn. You can use this whenever you want. Uh, this card 
does a lot. There's a lot going on with this card. Two mana, one, three. That's a fine defensive body. All you need is another body to be able to have two creatures to tap when you cast an instant or sorcery spell if you want to cantrip. Um, I think much better, obviously, with instants, so you can use those creatures to block before you then fire off an instant and want to draw a card. And then this like late game mana sink that can turn into an aggressive ability this card just seems like an absolute house to me. Yeah, this looks bonkers, like solid B, B plus. And yeah. I think there are a couple color pairs that look like they're going to care about going wide as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're already incentivized maybe a little bit to be doing the thing that Raph wants you to do here. It's interesting because Raph is just white blue. I had started to think looking at the other three uh, gold uncommons that we've seen there. They all have double color cost so like red red white or blue blue red in their cost white white black and this one only being white blue is interesting because i mean this is pretty splashable like this doesn't get this isn't obviously it's good as an early two mana defensive one three but you know i could definitely see blue green spells decks or maybe blue red spells decks that want to splash this yeah, I mean, ideally, you'd be base white, right? Because the activated ability is three white white. I guess if you, if that's something I, that's ideal for sure. But I don't think this card gets worse if you can't. Right. But I don't think this card is unplayable if you can't activate that. For sure. Yes, it's still a good card just as removing the activated ability text. Next up, we have Aaron Benalia's Ruin. This is this is white, white, black for a three, three with menace. And you can pay white, black tap, sacrifice another creature, Put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. You can do this at instant speed. You can do this at instant speed, which is annoying as sin in combat. I mean, yeah, this is just must kill written all over it. Plus this plus a three mana, three, three menace is like something like if you, obviously if you play this on curve, you're not looking to start activating it initially, but that's fine because this is also just a good aggressive body. Right. And white does have this thing where it looks like it's going to want to have bodies laying around. We've already seen that from Raph. We see it now again from this card. Mm-hmm. So this is very powerful as well in a different way than Raph is, but I think similarly powered. Like this is super solid BB plus really wants you to play these colors and really wants you to have some expendable creatures to sacrifice as well as going wide. Absolutely. Next up, we've got Najal, the Storm Runner. This is two blue, blue, red for a five, four wizard. And you can cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Whenever this card attacks, you can pay two. If you do, when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. I I don't usually like to point this out, but it does bother me when the card's art makes it seem like the card has something that it doesn't. Like, this this absolutely should have haste, right? I mean... This thing is, like, sprinting... with lightning behind it like i don't understand how this thing doesn't have haste anyway that is wild to me that that is a pet peeve of yours because i would never have expected that no it it isn't i i never i don't ever like notice that but this is seems particularly egregious (laughs) uh anyway but this is i mean so five mana five four with no like yeah no evasion or whatever that's sort of interesting in blue red but definitely a powerful effect like the fact that you only get it when it attacks is this bonus when it attacks is a little interesting but is, you know, pretty likely that this will have a profitable attack as a 5-4. Well, certainly if you combine it with one of the other cards that we've already seen previewed so far, which is Lightning Strike, one in a red, deal three Mm. to any target at instant speed. Like if you attack, play a Lightning Strike, copy a Lightning Strike, that's going to clear the way for this. Like I was initially thinking, well, it's going to be hard for this to have good attacks. But if you've got instant speed removal that you're copying as this attacks, like could snowball super hard. But also you don't have, that can be sorcery speed removal. Sorcery speed too. (laughs) There there it is. There he goes. There (laughs) he goes. I don't know. I was kind of down on this card. It looked a little clunky to me. But I'm coming up on it, I think. This is less good than the other two, though, right? I think I think certainly less good. Yeah, I just like because it's a five mana, five, four, like and it has to have attacks for the thing to really pop off. I think all of that means that this is definitely less good than the other two. But still, you know, worth doing if you're doing blue red for sure. Yeah, but it feels like I my guess right now is it's more like a C plus, like more like I'm in blue red or I've gotten deep into blue or red in pack one and then see this like pick four. And then I go, all right, let's try this. Right, for sure. All right. Last gold on common we have is Tori Davenant, Fury Rider. This is one red, red, white for a three, three with vigilance and trample. And when it attacks, all other attacking creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Other red attacking creatures you control gain trample until end of turn, and you untap each other white attacking creature you control. So sort of grants one half trample and the other half vigilance. Yeah, this is powerful. I don't love that it's a four mana three, three. Yeah. 
Like you're probably going to get one attack in with this and then it's going to either get blocked and die. I mean, I guess you have combat tricks. I don't know. I wish this had a slightly more aggressive cost, but then maybe it would be too good. Like this would be way better as red, red, white as a three, three. Yeah, 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 I think so. Uh, but I don't think it would be, I don't know, would it be broken as a three mana, three, three at red, red, white? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think at yeah. four mana, this is looking really clunky to me in a deck that's likely going to want to be aggressive that's what i think my my gut says i mean we haven't seen them yet but that we're gonna see like better aggressive threats at common for four mana in these colors yes that would not shock me all right let's move on to we've got a, a slew of these off color kicker cards and i think they're interesting to talk about just because modality is so i don't know so underrated i think in limited as, as we see just like anytime you have choices it just makes the cards better and here one of the things that i noticed looking at all these kicker cards is that you usually pay like a premium for that modality, but these kicker cards all seem to be pretty appropriately costed for their upfront cost as well. Right. You're going to be able to play them as their main color without the splash. They're probably not going to be, you know, C, C plus level, you know, if you're mm -hmm. only playing the one color of them, but they're castable as their one color and not totally embarrassing usually. Yeah. Like in, in the past, we've seen stuff that's like a three mana two, two with kicker, that can make it like a five mana three, three or something. And you're like, well, paying a premium for both of those, but it's nice that I have different things to slot along the curve. But those are both like terrible cards. Here, you're not getting any terrible cards. You're just getting good stuff. So first up, we have Shalai's Acolyte. It says four and a white for a three, four angel with flying. It's an uncommon. And it has kicker for one and a green. And if it was kicked when you cast it, it enters the battlefield with two plus one, plus one counters on it. So this is sort of an example of that card, right? A five mana, three, four flyer, fine. Or a seven mana, five, six flyer. Also fine. Like you're you're sort of paying slightly more than you'd like for both of those effects, but they're both good. Yeah, I don't love this card. This looks pretty filler-ish to me. Sir, this is Young Blue Dragon. Put some respect on its name. Five <laughs> mana, three, four. Without drawing you a card up front, this yeah. card is not great. Yeah, it's not great. I, I am kind of surprised that this is an uncommon. Yes, that seems much more like common power level to me. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we've got Stall for Time, two and a white for an instant, Kicker, one and a blue, tap up to two target creatures. If the spell is kicked, put a stun counter on each of those creatures. And then I almost missed these three little words at the bottom of the card the first time I read it. Draw a card, baby. Don't want to miss that. So three mana, tap two things, draw a card. Or five mana, tap two things, keep them tapped, draw a card. This card is very good, right? Seems fine to me. Five, five mana, tap two things, keep them tapped is good, but expensive. I don't know. It's This context feels important for this card to me. But it's an instant too, man. I don't know. We're just going to argue about stun counters the whole episode. <laughs> no, I don't think stun counters are bad. I just think that other card is bad. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Where, where do you grade this? Like, I obviously see the ceiling of this card is insanely high, right? Like, you, they go to their attack step. You cast this for five mana, tap two things, and they stay tapped for your next two attack steps. Like, that just is going to win the game a lot of the time. Plus draw card. I think if you put me on the spot right now, I would give this... A C plus, and I could see it ranging anywhere from like a C minus to a B, depending on the board state. But this reminds me of Blinding Beam a lot um, from original Mirrodin, which is two and a white instant, and you can tap two target creatures. Creatures don't untap during target player's next untap step, and then it has entwine of one. So that was a, a mechanic where you could pay that extra cost, much like Kicker, and you got to choose both effects if you paid the entwine cost. So Either you could tap two target creatures or make creatures not untap. And then if you paid four mana, you got both effects. This seems very close to that. And I remember that card as being absolutely backbreaking. Now that had the additional upside of like any other creatures they attacked with, you know, wouldn't untap if you chose that part of the entwine cost. But I think all told, this is going to be really good. And Blinding Beam didn't cantrip. It didn't draw you a card. I think this card is super powerful. And this kind of has um, inklings of what's it? I forget what it was called from Strixhaven, but the like one and a white tap two things learn. It's got got sort of inklings of that with like more upside. Obviously, like learn is better than draw a card. But then this has the upside of you can keep the things tapped. Yeah, I, I'm in for this card. I don't know. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going B minus. I'm coming in hot. You can come in. You can come in as hot as you want, sir. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Next up, we have Protect the Negotiators. This is the why me card of the format. This is one in a blue for an instant at uncommon counter target spell unless its controller pays one for each creature you control. 
and it has a kicker cost of white. And if it was kicked, you make a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. So on its own, this could be three mana, make a 1-1, one, one, counter that spell if they tapped out for it. This card is very good, right? Yeah, this card's awesome. Yeah, I would not feel bad about getting got by this card. I feel bad about getting got by the counter spells that are terrible. But I think this one is, <laughs> I mean, just super duper solid. Yeah, for sure. Okay, next up, we've got another banger here. Galarian <laughs> Geyser. This is two and a blue for a sorcery. It's got Kicker of a White. It says, return target creature to his owner's hand, draw a card. If this spell was kicked, you gain three life. Talk to me about this card. This card seems busted. The only thing this is missing is instant speed. I mean, that's the only knock against this card. But the fact that it's three mana to do the balance, draw a card, and cantrip, that's very efficient. And then the thing you want while you're playing this sort of game is to derp around and gain life. So I love the white kicker. I think you're playing this just fine as a single blue card, but it's pure genius if you've got access to the white mana as well. Here's my question. Do you have a sense of like what's better? So we we just had the alchemy rebuffed you come to a river that was three mana sorcery speed. You know, you put a non-creature permanent on top or bottom of its owner's library. Um, they get to choose. So let's say it was just on top. So three mana sorcery speed, put a thing on top versus three mana sorcery speed, bounce a thing, you draw a card. So they're they're both the same in terms of their card neutrality or they're, you know, you're denying them a draw step. So you're trading one for one or you're getting an additional draw step. So you're still trading one for one. Do you have a sense of which is better or are they just sort of situational? This card is way better, right? Because I put way better cards in my deck on average than my opponent does. I love ah, this card. <laughs> okay, okay, I like that. I, mean, I like that. Yeah, I want to draw cards more than I want to deny my opponents their cards. And I think this is going to fuel itself. Like it gives you velocity to turn through your deck and find cards mm. while, you know, keeping your opponent off board. This is primo. I like that this also harkens back to, I think it was just called Return from Invasion, which is Tuna Blue Instant. Oh, Repulse, actually. Uh, bounce a thing, draw a card. That was an instant, obviously. But uh, yeah, I I'm in for this card. I think I think we have to see a little bit more. Like, I think context is going to matter more about this. Like, is this going to feel a little too clunky? Like, are there going to be a lot of cheap things that you're going to have to answer? If there are like a lot of good twos, this gets worse, I think. But if you're targeting a lot, if you're getting a mana advantage from this a lot of the time, um, if there's not a ton of ETBs, right? Like, I think context is going to matter for this card a lot. Yeah, I'm optimistically coming in as this being one of the top blue commons. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Next up, we have Balduvian Atrocity. Two and a black for a 2-3 at Uncommon with Menace. And it has a kicker cost of red. And when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, return target creature card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Sack it at the beginning of the next end step. Again, context is going to matter. But like, if there are cheap things that have ETBs that you that are going to like trade off with and then get them back for an attack, that's pretty awesome. Or if Black Red's going to want sacrifice fodder and there's yeah. free free or very cheap sacrifice outlets, you know, that'll help a lot as well. We're only halfway through this list. These cards just all seem very strong to me. Well, and just very interesting, right? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Like the modality thing is going to be interesting, not only for draft, like some of these I think you'll value as, oh, this is effectively a gold card versus I'm happy with with either thing. So I can take it knowing that I'm just white and then maybe I get access to it. It's going to be interesting how much fixing there is. So do you end up splashing for just kicker costs? And then it's also going to play out interestingly in gameplay of like deciding, do I have to play this on curve? Do I want to wait, play off curve, but get a little bit more value? It's just going to be decisions galore so far. Yes. Next up, we've got Monstrous War Leech. This is three and a black for a star star leech horror with kicker for a blue. As it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, you mill four cards and then it has power and toughness equal to the highest mana value among cards in your graveyard. Less jazzed about this one. <laughs> Less jazzed. This is Dragonborn <laughs> Warriors or whatever it is from perhaps I, HBG. Perhaps I should not have uh, gone on my little speech right before we, we read Monstrous War Leech. Yeah, I'm not, not super excited about this card, but there does also seem to be a like cares about i don't know high power high mana value some salt like cares about stuff in the graveyard thing but i haven't quite seen all of the pieces for that just yet yeah this looks pretty clunky it's ambitious dragonborn that's the name of the card and i think yeah. paying five mana for an ambitious dragonborn that helps you by milling four cards not something i'm initially excited to build around i think it'll be I think the fact that this is an uncommon makes me, I guess, sort of optimistic that the self-mill thing, that that ability to mill yourself is going to be more powerful or going to be desirable in the context of a deck. Well, speaking of self-mill being good, talk to me about yeah. this next card. 
Urborg Repossession. Single black for a sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. It's raised dead, baby, but you gain two life. And it has a kicker cost of one and a green. And if it was kicked, return another target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Love, love me some choices on a raised dead effect. Yeah, this is a banger. And the fact that it gains you two life, which is usually what you're desperately in need of while you're trying to... (laughs) rebuy things out of your graveyard you know against an aggressive deck just to stabilize because this this says if you're stable when you cast this you're probably pulling way ahead because you're getting the two best creatures out of your graveyard i think this is a strong effect and also there's a non-zero amount of times where you have like the three mana like the soul salvage the three mana return two creatures and you're looking you got six mana and you're looking at your like busto five drop you want to get back and you're like dang it i can't do that and cast it well Urborg Repossession lets you do that. If what you want to do is just get back that one banger card and recast it immediately, you're going to be able to do that late game. And if what you want is just pure value, you have that option too. Yes, card is very powerful. Yeah, love it. Next up, we've got Vyashino Branch Rider. This is red for a 1-1. It's got kicker for two and a green, and it has haste. If it was kicked, it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. So you get a three, three for four mana or a one, one for one mana. And then it has the activated ability two and a red gets plus two plus O until end of turn. I don't love this little guy. Yeah, that three mana plus two plus O is quite a bit. I don't know. This is it's an aggressive one drop. So and those have been pretty good in the past few years and limited. But again, I think context is going to matter a lot for this card. Yeah, like so you're getting a four mana three, three haste. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, for sure. My, My gut tells me that this if this is good the non-kicker half is going to be better than the kicker half yes that is my gut inclination as well next up we have just previewed today rona's vortex single blue for an instant return target creature or planeswalker you don't control to its owner's hand and as kicker for two in a black if it was kicked put that permanent on the bottom of its owner's library instead bye-bye that is so good Whew, that is very flexible So you have the flexibility of single blue instant unsummon, return a thing you don't control to its owner's hand. Great. Or you have two blue black instant speed, kill a thing effectively, right? Just put it on the bottom of their library. And even better than that, honestly, because it's not going into the graveyard. And it seems like there's ways to interact with the graveyard and get benefits from the graveyard. Ooh, this looks like a, I mean, it's interesting, like how good removal is going to be is yet to be seen like we've had sets in the past few years where removal is awesome and excellent and you need it and you want to interact and we've had sets like i feel like neon dynasty where removal the removal was good but you know it was sort of interchangeable there wasn't removal that was sort of cut above the rest but this feels cut above the rest to me yes super powerful next up we've got scout the wilderness 2g for a sorcery with kicker one and a white Search your library for basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle. If this spell was kicked, create two 1-1 white soldier creature tokens. This feels like similar to the cards I was thinking about before of like, yeah, three mana for rampant growth. That's a little expensive, right? We don't love that. This is this is fixing. This is only fixing we've seen so far. But then the fact that like if you don't want to play this on curve or whatever, like five mana, find that thing plus get two 1-1s. It's not nothing. I don't love it either half of this you're going to be pretty unhappy doing this on turn three most likely maybe not if that's the case then this is going to be very good but i would imagine you'll be kind of sad doing this on turn three and then the two one ones are not enough to make up for like drawing this late in the game after you're flooding out or whatever you know yeah that's fair i'm not uh not saying this card is like you know a b or anything but i'm 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 happy that it exists For sure. All right, next we have Strength of the Coalition. Single green for an instant. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And as kicker for two and a white, if it was kicked, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. No, thank you. Why does this exist? This is so busted. (laughs) It's very powerful, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the combat trick, single green, plus two, plus two gonna be solid and then the fact that you have access to the kicker and it looks like white is again you know involved in some of this go wide stuff we've seen it in white black we've seen it in white blue so maybe that's white's thing and it'll be interesting to see as we see more of the cards like is each color gonna have like kind of an identity that then all of the off-color kicker cards kind of support a little bit, that could be really cool as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, fans of getting blown out by Dread Lenorm, uh, rejoice because you can blow people <laughs> out with this card. There's only one target, so if you're going to pay the four mana to you know get the wombo combo and your opponent kills the thing from underneath it, you don't get any of this effect. You're going to be very sad, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this, you're, you're going to you, be able to see this coming, right? Well, I mean, it's an uncommon, so it's a lot less 
I think you'll have it in the back of your mind a lot less um, than something like Dread Lenorm. Like Lenorm was so easy to spot because it was a common. As an uncommon, I think you'll you'll have to play around it less often. Right. And this is going to be way better with you as the attacking player than you as the defending player, right? Because your opponent, oh, you're likely yeah. you're going to be trying to line this up on a turn when your opponent is tapped out so that you can't get blown out. Correct. All right. Next up, we've got a banger. Organ yeah. Hoarder is almost back. Not quite. Yeah, basically, though, <laughs> we've got Vine Shaper Prodigy. This is one and a green for a two two with kicker one and a blue. And when this enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, you look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them in your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So first of all, it's a little harder to cast, right? It's a gold card. Mm -hmm. It's got one less power, which matters a lot. And there's also not the insane, you know, put the things in your graveyard and oops, I accidentally drew three right. off my organ hoarder as well. So I think this is a toned down version of organ hoarder, but this is still going to be a good card. Well, and also you just have the option. So the, one of the cool things in Dominaria was these modal one threes. There were a couple two mana one threes with kicker, like get chronicler was one in a red for a one three and had kicker for three in a red. And if it was kicked, you got to return an instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. So you never wanted to cast that on turn two, right? You always wanted to be able to rebuy a spell. But if your opponent did play something like a two mana two one or made two one one sapperlings or whatever you could just drop this on turn two and go cool i have a blocker and that's really awesome so i'm i'm fine with giving up the you know the busto value of organ hoarder to say cool so this is a gold card if you want the organ hoarder style value but also if you just need a two mana two two which you're gonna need sometimes this is your card yes all right last card here we're going to look at in this category is Yavamaya Iconoclast. One on the green for a 3-2 elf at uncommon with trample. So two mana 3-2. And as kicker for red when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, it gets plus one, plus one, and gains haste until end of turn. So Oof. a 4-3 haste trample for three? Woof, that is really aggressive. <laughs> that is very aggressive. <laughs> I mean, two mana 3-2 trample is very good. Yeah, but that's going to trade with your opponents, 2-2. I think definitely, definitely better if you can kick it. But yes. like, I can't imagine any player drafting green and also like passing this. Like, I don't think this is making its way to the green red player all the time. That's true for sure. Yeah. And it's going to be very interesting to see how that works with all these off color kicker cards, right? Like, I mm -hmm. mean, this is going to be the draft format is how all of these cards interact with each other and how many of them you can play and how greedy you get and which ones are good just on their front side, which ones you're going to be willing to splash for. Like, it's going to be very cool getting to see how all these things fit together. All right, let's take a look at some categories here. First up is combat tricks. Join forces is two and a white for an instant at uncommon. Untap up to two target creatures. They each get plus two, plus two until end of turn. So this is a functional reprint of synchronized strike, which was in original Amonkhet, I believe. But the thing about that was context mattered there because we had exert as a mechanic, which like was a thing where you got a bonus for attacking with a creature if you exerted it, but then it stayed tapped for a turn. Join forces, we don't have exert. I mean, maybe it's sort of interesting in in removing some stun counters. Um, but this is obviously, there's high ceiling here, but combat tricks that cost three mana, eh, I don't know. Yeah, this is not particularly exciting. Yeah. Next, we've got take up the shield, which is particularly yeah. exciting. This is one and a white for an instant. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. It gains lifelink and indestructible until end of turn. So this has real inklings of feet of resistance, which are some cons, and then I think M20, M21. Um, so this is one in a white, put a plus plus one counter on a creature, and it gains protection of a from a color of your choice until end of turn. So this doesn't have that, like the, the upside of feet of resistance or the, the high ceiling of feet of resistance was sometimes, you know, your opponent had a bunch of green creatures and you just put this, targeted the sorcery speed on one of your creatures to attack through them and kill them, right? You give a protection from green. This can't do that, but trades with that for lifelink and then it gets everything else and indestructible and the counter. Like this is really good. Really good. And the fact that it gains lifelink, I just love my creatures having lifelink unlimited. That's just a, <laughs> a pet mechanic of mine. So I don't know. I am very stoked about take up the shield. And I would also anticipate this being one of the top white commons. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen a huge portion of the set, but this is going to be a good combat trick in white decks. Feet of resistance was the best white common in cons. I believe that was what was widely considered to be true. Um, that was that was pre data. Um, and I would expect take up the shield to perform similarly. But 
certainly, again, context is going to matter. All right, we've got some primo uncommons that we've seen so far, many of them with kicker. We've got one that's just straight up blue, no kicker mechanics, no shenanigans, just raw power. We've got Frost Fist Strider here. This is three blue blue for a 4-4 giant with ward two. And when it enters the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent controls and put a stun counter on it. I love that this is blue, blue, that like you you have to be solidly in blue to get this. But if you are, you are going to get this. This is just awesome. And I also kind of like that this is uncommon and not a common. So you're not going to stack up like five of these in your deck. Yeah, very powerful, though. Next up, we've got some some maybe hints at power matters being a thing. We have Molten Monstrosity. This is seven and a red for a five, five at common. Uh, it's got Trample. But it costs X less to cast, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. So the interesting thing here is that you could, you know, if you have something like this in play already, well, then this costs three mana for a 5-5 trample. But the key is going to be getting that chain started. Well, and it also plays super well with Enlist, right? So if you have red creatures with Enlist, oh. you can make a 5-2 or whatever. And then well, if that had an attack survive. and survive. Yeah, it would yeah. have to survive combat. But if it does... Then you're getting to play like a three mana five five trample on the back end. That's going to be a serious wombo combo. I mean, this card is either going to be very clunky or, you know, super synergistic in your deck. That's so interesting. Like if they attack in with some enlist thing and you're like, well, like, do I really want to trade off my four four for their two two? And then so you let it through and then you accidentally enable them to cast like a three mana five five trample yeah this could be this is very interesting like we don't have enough of a picture of the format to to see if this is going to be good but i think depending on what else is around it this could be good that's awesome uh next category we've got i love that you've titled this nostalgia wins so for uh for folks who started way back in the day we've got sangir connoisseur three black black for a three three vampire with flying and whenever one or more other creatures die put a plus one plus one counter on sangir connoisseur this ability triggers only once each turn i should have let you read this because i love the way you say that word it's sangir you don't say Sengur? I don't say Sengur, but I also love how you say the other word. Connoisseur? Le connoisseur? Le, con- le briefcase? Le connoisseur. <laughs> I love it. Love it so much. Yeah. I mean, this is a harken back to Sengur Vampire, for those of you yeah. that weren't playing back then. Three black black for a 4-4 four, four flyer that when it dealt damage to a creature that died, it got a plus one plus one counter. So kind of power creep, kind of not. I mean, the fact that this is a 3-3 three, three up front is honestly a little bit worse, I think. Yeah, for sure. This kind of reminds me of Scion of the Swarm from ZNR. Three black black for a 3-3 flyer. Whenever you gain life, put a plus plus one counter on it. Now, obviously, like the ceiling on this card is very high, but up front as a five mana 3-3 flyer, there were many other cards for that cleric life gain deck that you wanted before this. Yes, and ostensibly, this is going to be slotted into the black-white deck where you're going to want to be sacrificing your own creatures. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Because it's going to trigger on your turn and then maybe your opponent attacks and your counters on each turn, but yeah. And then we have just an actual factual reprint. Dragon Whelp, baby. I was so psyched to see this. <laughs> this is two red red for a two three flying dragon, and it's got the ability red. Dragon Whelp gets plus one plus oh until end of turn. If this ability has been activated four or more times this turn, sacrifice Dragon Whelp at the beginning of the next end step. The templating has been cleaned up a little bit. It used to say something like if you spent red, 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 red. <laughs> like yeah. you had to bury it at the beginning of the next end step or something like that. But yeah, sweet that a card they designed way back when is still relevant and worthy. That's the question. Do we think this is going to be good? I wonder if them putting this at uncommon is sort of a nod to like just nostalgia and not actually it being that good no this card is great right this card's great okay i don't know i mean it's not like great great but it's a flyer that cracks in for you know four or five yeah this card is good all right all right like C C plus maybe i don't know if it's pulling you into red but you're definitely playing some dragon whelps in this format sure you know i'm not like saying it's it's an f that's i'm just wondering like how busto it is you know i don't think it's busto busto i think i don't even know that it gets one busto but i think it (laughs) i think it gets a super duper solid our grading scale we've we're throwing out the grading scale for the crash course next week we're going to be doing busto 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 super solid clunky that's the grading scale now oh you forgot you forgot about the cheater category that, those are the A's. Oh, sorry, the cheater. Yeah, cheat, stupid stupid cheaters are the are the A's. That's right. All right. We've got some removal first of which is cut down. This is single black for an instant. 
Destroy target creature with total power and toughness five or less. Really interesting design here. Um, a lot of discourse in the Lords of Limited Discord about this card because I think it's sort of tough to evaluate. Um, and I think a lot of apt comparisons being made to this is sort of just going to be like a shock, right? It's going to be better than shock. Going to be better than shock, right? Can kill two threes and that's going to be nice. Um, but can't like pile on in a way that shock could, right? You could trade like trade with shock and a creature for a larger creature. You can't do that with cut down. This can kill a one four. I mean, this is a good card. This is pulling you into black. Uh, that that remains to be seen, I think. For me, for me at least. I suppose. Because the those kind if we think it's like shock, certainly I think we can say better than shock on average, but not like I mean, I think it's, you know, we're about to talk about lightning strike, one in a red for an instant deal three to any target think worse than lightning strike which is a common um i think how good removal is and how good a shock variant lines up and how much this can be quote unquote like you know you can get blown out by trying to use it i think all of that's going to matter i'm not i'm not willing to say this pulls me into black yet i guess i mean but worse than lightning strike is not a knock against a card lightning strike is going to be absurd it's going to be a solid b maybe a b plus i think cut down is likely to be at least a b minus so here's my question having come off neon dynasty with kami's flare that was two mana instant deal three two target creature or planeswalker and then if you had a modified thing you dealt two to the face i mean kami's flare didn't in my mind now i'm not i was not like an expert in in the ways of the mono red deck but in my mind that was not a very good card like it was fine you play it but never pulled me into red do you think there's a world where removal isn't as important you know dominaria is just full of a bunch of two for ones where lightning strike isn't as busto as we remember it being no i don't think there is that world okay i mean maybe like it would be pretty edge case like five percent chance that happens or something I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I'm, I'm pro lightning strike for sure, but I'm just just trying to to say that I I do think it's interesting how I, I'm I'm trying to to not like get excited about these cards too much in a vacuum before we see the, the whole picture. set. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, we talked about lightning strike enough there. One in a red, deal three damage to any target if you missed it. We're gonna move on to some domain cards. First up, we've got Voda Sea Scavenger. This is two and a blue for a three-two with domain. When it ETBs, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. You may put one of those cards on top of your library, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. No card advantage here. Yeah, three mana three-two, a little bit of card selection. That's fine. Th- three mana three-two is perhaps my least exciting stat line for uh for a creature these days yeah i think you're hoping to never play vota sea scavenger in this format that's my guess next up is territorial morrow four and a green for a star star elemental with domain its power and toughness are each equal to twice the number of basic land types among lands you control this really like there just has to be a five color deck right there has to be if domain is in the format right and this is the kind of card that I don't know yet. Like, is this going to be a pull into that kind of deck? Or is this going to be a reward for already being in that kind of deck? Remains to be seen. My guess is this is going to be a pull into that deck. Really? You're excited about like a five mana vanilla 8-8? I am, yeah. I don't think I'm that excited about that card. Well, I guess you're going to be just stunning this to death. That's right. (laughs) I mean, the the card is clunky. I mean, if we're getting on the grading scale, the new grading scale, five mana 8-8 is just clunky. It's a clunky grade. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe this is just a reward. Maybe this is a reward for Domain. All right, all right, all right. Moving on to some possible life gain synergies. Although we've seen the black-white gold uncommon already and it did not care about life gain so i don't know where these are necessarily going to slot in and raf as the blue white uncommon sort of pointed to instance and sorcery so i don't know if we're going to see an actual like life gain matters um, and more just seeing some incidental life gain sprinkled throughout yeah but there are a couple cards here first of them is mesa cavalier two and a white for a two one flying and when it etbs you gain two life wait what does it not say draw card (laughs) no they missed that part (laughs) whoa might just get an actual balanced uh limited format here yeah i mean three mana two one flyer gain two life that seems super duper solid to me (laughs) i agree uh next up we have samite herbalist one and a white for a two one and when it becomes tapped you gain one life and scry one so very interesting that you get this effect when you attack with it but also get this effect if it becomes stunned or if it becomes enlisted baby oh (laughs) 
<laughs> you are blowing my mind with Enlist. You have thought about Enlist way more than I have. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I think this is going to have some things. And certainly, like, if there's life gain synergy, this being able to repeatedly gain life is certainly, you know, for zero mana, going to be potentially... Ooh, I like that. Oh, can I, I just want to build, like, a derpy life gain red-white endless deck <laughs> doesn't, love it. doesn't actually want to deal damage yeah i love that uh next up we have graveyard payoff slash enablers but i think we just have a payoff certainly here in writhing necromass six and a black for a five five with death touch costs one less to cast for each creature card in your graveyard so this is interesting we're seeing these like big dumb overcosted commons this one being five five death touch in black we had the the big one in red uh maybe they pair together in some way i don't know yeah i mean again we don't have enough of the full picture to know how good this is going to be but this is certainly if you have the tools to do the thing and are incentivized to use those tools this is a great payoff for dumping a lot of things in your graveyard yeah for sure next we've got some spells payoffs first up is talarian terror this is six and a blue for a five five serpent costs one less to cast for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard and it has ward two interesting uh so nice to see a sort of common payoff for these things like common payoff for maybe going after the the high power stuff common payoff for getting instants or sorceries common payoff for milling yourself or getting creatures in your yard the ward two here is less good than, you know, usually we see some kind of evasion or an activated ability for evasion uh, with these big dumb serpents. So I, that makes me less excited about this. I mean, but if you play some spells, this is a five mana five five or a four mana five five. That's all mm -hmm. very good, right? I mm -hmm. think just what we can say from seeing cards so far is that synergy looks like it's going to be back, baby. Yeah, for sure. The other spells matter card we have so far is Volsha Tide Turner, one and a blue for a 1-3. Taps to add blue, but that mana can only be spent to cast an instant or sorcery or a kicked spell. So not a spell with kicker, but a kicked spell. So this is effectively Vidalian Arcanist with just a little bump for that kicker. Yeah, which is ultimately going to be a fine card. Mm -hmm. Super duper solid, as it were. Super duper solid, as it were. <laughs> okay, <but> that's done. <laughs> we got a little bit of blink synergy here with resolute reinforcements. A nice play on raise the alarm. One on a white for a 1-1. One, one. Human soldier at uncommon with flash. And when it enters the battlefield, you make a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. Yeah, this looks very good to me. Yeah, this seems sweet. We haven't really seen any blink stuff yet but this certainly points to there being some yeah or just like plays very well with wrath or plays very well with Aaron Benalia's ruin like already mm. the two signposts you know the blue white and the black white both want you to have bodies two bodies for the price of one mana like you're going to be able to reanimate this potentially we've already seen ways to rebuy things out of the graveyard mm -hmm. I just think this looks like a very good synergistic card yeah and I think the fact that this is an uncommon and not a common probably points to it being powerful Yes. Right. Like this could easily have been printed at common. We've seen raise the alarm before, but my guess is maybe that ended up being too good. And so well, I, I like the that. fact that it's a creature bumps up the power level on the card oh, significantly. For sure. All right. We're coming to my favorite segment here, Ben, which is great or garbage. First up, we have charismatic Vanguard two and a white for a three two dwarf soldier. And it has an activated ability of four and a white creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. The verdict is in and steadfast unicorn. This is not. I'm coming yeah. in on a hard garbage for this card. Oh, I'm so glad. I thought I thought you were going to try and argue great for this. Uh, yeah, again, again, three mana, three, two as a stat line is not great. This is five mana for the activation and notably does not give it vigilance. And so, yes, you can activate this on your opponent's turn. That's a thing. But I think just more often than not, this is going to have to trade off before you get any value from it. I mean, this is fine. Like, this is a three mana, three, two, you would This play. is filler. Like, it's this filler. is a C, yes. Next up, we've got possibly my favorite card previewed in the format so far. We've got Impede Momentum. We talked about it earlier. This is one and a blue for a sorcery. Tap target creature and put three stun counters on it. Scry one. Great or garbage? I think this is great. Ethan, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you think this is garbage. Yeah, no, you please put all the words in my mouth that you want. That's uh, <laughs> that is absolutely true. I, I came into your chat the other day and you were like, I can't wait to talk about this card because you think it's terrible, don't you? And I was like, yep, sure do. <laughs> uh, so that's the good, good content here. I mean, do you remember Heliod's Punishment from Theros I Beyond Death? Do you remember Heliod's Punishment from Theros Beyond Death? I remember feeling so excited about that card. I was like, whoa. So this was an enchantment. It was like effectively the same card. It was one on a white enchantment. 
uh, the thing like lost all of its abilities, except it could tap four times to remove these you know punishment counters off of it, and then it dropped the aura. Very, very similar to Impede Momentum. Heliod's punishment did not end up being good at all. We thought like it it might be because, oh, hey, like it keeps the thing out of the graveyard and removes it, and that was relevant. And who knows how relevant that will be here. But I, I really don't like this is an interesting card. It's tempo or whatever. This is not a card that I am excited about. I don't think this is going to end up being a top blue common. I also don't think this is going to be a top blue common, but I just love this type of effect. And I think my love for stun counters also is making me a little higher on this card than I should be necessarily. But like there is a world where, you know, scry one matters like that's certainly a a boost on this card. But there's a world where this is a fine card or a good card in your tempo deck that you care Mm -hmm. about getting the opponent dead. And this is essentially one in a blue doom blade. But you can't run that many of them like you for for the deck you're describing. You have to have enough threats, right? You have to have enough threats to leverage the tempo from this card. I agree. This is ultimately at best a 22nd or 23rd type card in the right shell, but it's going to be great when that happens. All right. All right. I'm coming firmly in the garbage camp of the momentum. <laughs> Next up is Micromancer. This is three and a blue for a three, three at uncommon. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an instant or sorcery card with mana value one. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Card seems pretty sweet. Now we haven't seen what I'm waiting for is a blue common that's one mana that we would be interested in grabbing with this you know but even if that's just if there's just like an opt variant that is going to make this card great i already think this is great because we've seen some cards worth getting and i think kicker also makes this interesting because like you can grab a one mana spell but it's not actually a one mana spell because it's got kicker and that's going to give you more value i think micromancer looks awesome to me yeah i think it looks great as well so the two cards we've seen that combine with it are cut down that's the black removal spell and then we've also seen rona's vortex that blue black card with kicker it was single blue and then two and a black kicker so two premium removal spells potentially that you can search up Oh, and there's already loop-de-loops. You just go get Urborg Repossession. Ooh. They kill your Micromancer. You cast Urborg Repossession, get back Micromancer and something else, and then, whew. All right, there we go. Sultai shenanigans are a go, folks. Great confirmed. <laughs> Next up, we've got Tainted Apparitions. It's three and a black for a 2-2 flyer and has the activated ability one and a black. Tainted Apparition gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Uh, I, I'm on garbage for this card. Is this is this good? I don't think it's good, but I'm going to lose to it. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing is like these effects. I'm trying to remember. We saw there was like one that was a, just a three mana 2-2 two, two, uh, not flying and had the, the two mana activated ability. And that like sometimes that just ended up being annoying right like on turn six you turned it into a five five that's gonna be really good i think threat of activation on a flyer is like less interesting than on a ground creature a lot of the time because maybe this won't even have your opponent won't be able to block this but four mana two two is just so understated four mana two two is so understated but if the board's stable like this is a very fast clock in the mid to late game yeah i'm gonna go garbage for now i'm I'm also going garbage next up we have toxic abomination one on a black for a three two at common when it enters the battlefield you lose two life i'm curious to hear your thoughts about this my first thought is that i love this card existing because back in the day like you paid two life when your yeah. black creature entered the battlefield and you yeah. liked it like you, you know what i mean you paid like two life every upkeep and you liked it right <laughs> no so there was like uh you know probably not the best nomenclature these days but the black archetypes were called suicide black um and because you had to pay so much life when your creatures entered the battlefield and it was very aggressive because the the trade-off was that you got you know very boosted stats because you had to pay the life loss and you don't Mm -hmm. get great boosted stats here so uh, like this as a magic card i don't love and i don't think it's going to be very good but i think it is cool that this is in the format i'm coming in on the camp of great for toxic abomination no so so my initial thought was, ugh, this card is bad. But then I was like, how close is this to Crooked Custodian from SNC? Ooh. Crooked Custodian was a two mana three two, but it came into play tapped. So you didn't lose two life, but you kind of did sometimes. Like if you're on the draw, your two drop doesn't block, which is effectively the same thing. So there are times when this will be better, right? Because this 
maybe soaks up more damage by trading off with a, a three tough, like a three, three or a four, three or whatever. So you're only losing two life, not four. But then there are going to be times where like you can't really afford to play this in the late game because you're so behind. But then it's sort of the same as Crooked Custodian anyway. I think this is good. I don't know. That was also a very weird format where you yes. had to play two drops and this does not look to be the case to me so far here and three power two drops specifically were important to combat civil servant so i agree that was contextual but i think this is a lot closer to crooked custodian than it reads i think you're missing out on one important thing was which was that you could play five crooked custodians in your deck and like yes you lost the two life on the Mm. first one but after you had a stable board you weren't getting punished so much life-wise i just don't think you can run like four toxic abominations in a deck right that that's fair yeah they, they may have diminishing returns or you have to like you know balance it out with some white cards that give you incidental life gain that's a fair argument right that so maybe the first copy is is good great but then they they get worse as you draft them i'm coming in hot garbage on toxic abomination so interesting to see where that one lands for sure next up we've got magna goth century this is three and a green for a four four reach i mean back in the day we would say like this is gonna be my most drafted common or some nonsense like that i i think i think i'm less interested in big dumb reach creatures for four mana these days wow look at you maturing as a magic and player isn't that crazy isn't that crazy <laughs> I mean, this Some, card's still good, right? It, it's fine. I have to imagine that some amount of the time these will be more relegated to my sideboard and just feel like aces out of the board than they will feel like, I don't want to gum up. I'm hoping to have better options at four mana than this. This is not a bad option, but I really hope I have better options than this. That's a fair take. I like it. So you're coming in on what, garbage? It's not garbage. Like, can I can I pull the Ben Wernie and say it's neither great nor garbage? You can you can give it a super duper solid. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a super duper solid. I, I like that as well. I mean, if I were forced to pick one, I would pick great. And I think it is likely that this is going to be like the third or fourth best green common, and which is not a nod in green's favor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If this is the third best green common, green has a has a lot of catching up to do. Uh, speaking of bad green commons, Snare Spinner, one in a green for a one three with reach. It's back. And when it blocks a creature with flying, it gets plus two plus oh until end of turn. Yeah, I mean, this is whatever. Total filler, I would say garbage. Garbage, yeah. You're really hoping to not play this. I don't I don't know why they keep reprinting this card. I also do not know that. All right. I think, do one quick check on, uh, on the previews so far, but I think that's everything that we've seen so far. Yeah, I am super excited about this format. Yeah, it looks awesome so far. I mean, just like... Yeah, modality, choices galore. We were talking last week about how we really like sets where synergy is at the forefront, and it does seem like that's going to be the case. It seems like there's going to be a lot of interesting decisions in drafting, deck building, and gameplay, and that is just all great for us as Magic players and content creators. Yeah, my two two cards that I'm most excited for are Stall for Time. That's the, the two and a white, tap two creatures, kicker one mm. and a blue, draw a card, as well as Talarian Geyser. That's the two and a blue bounce a creature, draw a card, kicker white. Both of those things having draw a card on there is pretty sweet. I'm excited to now try and look at every card under the lens of how does enlist break this card? (laughs) That seems fun to me. Yeah. All right. Great place to wrap us up. Thank you as always to Salty Pretzels for our intro and outro music. Make sure you give it a listen. Thanks so much to ChannelFireball.com for sponsoring this podcast. If you're heading over to CFB for any and all purchases or signing up for CFB Pro, please use the code LOL when you check out to let them know we sent you over there. You can check us out streaming. I'm at twitch.tv slash Lord Tupperware. Ben is at twitch.tv slash Mr. Metronome, Mr. Spelled Out. We're both under those same usernames on Twitter and you can tweet at the podcast at Lords of Limited. If you've got any feedback about the show or any questions, shoot us an email at Lords of Limited at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of Lords of Limited. Thanks, everybody. See you later.
All right, folks, you thought it was over, but it's not over. <laughs> Boom, we're back. We're back. We've got our official Lords of Limited Dominaria United preview cards here for you folks. Thank you so much to Wizards of the Coast for our free preview cards and for letting us participate in preview season. First up, Blight Pile. One on a black for a 3-3 Phyrexian at Uncommon with Defender. Love me a two-mana 3-3 Defender. And it has two and a black tap. Each opponent loses X life, where X is the number of creatures with Defender you control. Hello. Defender build around, baby. So, like, getting some Vent Sentinel action from Rise of the Eldrazi, getting some uh, Doorkeeper action from uh, from Re- Return to Ravnica. Like, I'm I'm pretty stoked about this. Have we seen other defenders at common yet uh we have not to my knowledge and the fact that this is a three mana activation is pretty steep Mm -hmm. but if this is a deck where you gum the ground up and win with blight pile i am in for that deck yes please though it pairs nicely with our other preview card yes coral colony one in a blue for a one four creature wall with defender and it has one in a blue tap target player mills X cards where X is the number of creatures you control with Defender. So a bit like of a toss up there. I mean, you obviously want to try to kill your opponent with Blight Piles or Coral coral Colonies, but they will help each other out, you know, in that mm-hmm. they're both Defenders. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the thing that remains to be seen is, well, one, like, is this what Blue Black is doing? Is Blue Black Defenders? That would be awesome. That would be very cool. So we don't know yet. Uh but that would be awesome. And I think like cool to see what might exist at common to support these cards. But yeah, these are like alt wind conditions. I obviously am excited about, Ooh, is there a deck where you can just turtle up and win with walls? That would be cool. Yeah. Very cool for sure. And I think, you know, the things that are going to determine the power level of these cards, one, if we get a blue black gold on common, that is also on this wavelength, that yes. could be very sweet. And then there, you're going to need common defenders as well, right? To enable mm-hmm. these, like these being uncommon, is not enough. So sign me up for like a two mana 05 flying defender. Yeah, I mean, well, right. If this deck does exist, then yeah, sign me up for those kinds of cards. All right. All right, sweet. Yeah, thank you so much to Wizards for those free previews and uh, can't wait for the full set to drop in just a few days. Best of luck turtling up, everyone. (laughs) 